steal at center as Eichel lifted a stick. The free puck to Petrangelo in his own zone. Stretch pass. Eichel is in with a cutter. Third man Martinez scores! Nobody is ever satisfied with one, so we're back for a second hour of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Bennett looking cross ice, Stone intercepts. This time he sends it down in a walk ball and go into the goal. It's a hat trick in the clincher. Mark Stone, the captain, makes it 8 3 Golden Knights with six minutes to go in the third period. From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studio and live at LVSportsNetwork.com, here is Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Got Bruce Cassidy coming up, his media availability from today, discussing a lineup potential for the second week of the National Hockey League season. Back at it tomorrow versus the Dallas Stars, and then it's Winnipeg and Chicago to round out the week. Uh, we have uh, some tickets to give away in hour number two as mm-hmm. well. Two pairs of tickets. And Chapman, which game are those tickets for? Well, you get to see Connor Bedard when he Woo! comes to Las Vegas. Mm. On He's going to be celebrating Nevada Day with uh, 18,000 Screaming Golden Knights fans. You think he knows that yet? No, but he's going to find out. Oh, okay. Good. I'll run you through Connor Bedard's start to his National Hockey League career. Yeah. It is overwhelming what this kid has been through and (laughs) is still going to go through in the next little bit. How the league is all in on this first overall pick from the National Hockey League draft to the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, So, Bruce, we've got one-timers. I've got a beef to to get off my chest with the schedule. Steve Hatsipetros of the National Hockey League. (laughs) It's it's not a big one, but I've got an issue with uh, with what's happening right now. But uh, let's get into our game rating. Following the three games that resulted in three wins for the Vegas Golden Knights, in which they put everything aside and did not trail once <laughs> in the opening week. Yep. That's impressive. No matter what stage is going on uh, in your schedule. Yeah, you're. You look at what Vegas was able to accomplish over the last week. It's it's pretty amazing. It's remarkable given all the distractions, all the extracurricular stuff that was going on for Vegas. So even though it was all positive, even though it was all good, it still takes away your attention from Mm -hmm. from the task at hand. So I think the Golden Knights did a commendable job dealing with all three of those situations that they were in. And for those that may not remember, we've unveiled the new game rating system. We put it to a vote and everybody voted. And this is the category that we are rolling with throughout the entire season. It's booze, alcohol. It's a scale of one to five, five being the best, one being the worst in terms of how a team would play or how you would rate a it's game. It's the most Vegas game rating ever. It, it really is. Yeah. I mean, we we could go slot machines, I suppose. But to me, the, the booze, alcohol Poker angle hands, is yeah. just phenomenal. So Having said all that, we'll refresh your memory one more time, then we'll kick it off with Chapman. A one out of five is Fireball. We all know and understand why that is a one out of five. Number two, gin. Number three, tequila. Number four, scotch whiskey. And number five, Dom Perignon. So, Chapman, you've got Seattle. You've got San Jose. You've got Anaheim. Three games collectively. What's your game rating? Well, they've won all three of those games by a score of four to one in each game. However... Scoring four goals, my rating will not be a four. My rating will be a five, a Dom Perignon. Look, you, there were all the distractions in the world. Um, you, you had 
a team coming in here opening night that was a playoff team, won a playoff series. They were angry. They sat in that locker room as the banner was raised. Didn't matter the Golden Knights. They started a little slow, but they found their game, and they were able to dispatch the Kraken, I'd say, fairly easily 4-1. to one. Then they traveled to San Jose. Again, maybe maybe took a little bit of time to find their their game, but at the end of the day, much better than the Sharks. They won by a scoreline that they probably should have won by. And then, look, there was opportunity for a letdown against the Ducks. Bad team. You're coming back home. If there was going to be a letdown spot, that would have been it. No letdown. No letdown. And to top it off, Jonas Rombierg scored a goal for the Golden Knights. So that right there makes it a 5 out of 5 across the board. Dom Perignon for me. How are you saying Jonas's name? Jonas Rombierg. You're really rolling that tongue, aren't you? Mm -hmm. Am I? That's how that's how he told me it was pronounced, Ronbierg. <laughs> and you know how I knew that because there there's a soccer player who plays for Tottenham, um, Hobierg. I thought it was Ronbierg. Well, that's why. I, no, I there, there's Hobierg. Okay. And I asked him. I said, "Oh, is it similar to to Hobierg of Tottenham?" He said, "Yeah, yeah. That's that's pretty much how you say it." So well, Ronbierg. Jonas uh, was was awesome. His mm -hmm. two games up. Yeah. Uh, we'll get an uh, update uh, from Bruce just uh, what the the looking ahead to possibility of Brombier being in the lineup uh, later on this week because Brett Howden's coming off yeah. uh, the two-game suspension. Uh, they, they outscored them, the opposition, 12-3 last week. Yeah, 12-3. Yeah. You get three solid performances for performances from your goaltenders. Aiden Hill starts two. Logan Thompson starts one. Um, Hill looks just incredibly calm and, and comfortable in net. And you're scoring goals. Like You, you put four spot on uh, up on the board, three consecutive games never trailing it's a five out of five it's Don Perignon it's 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 really easy to look at what the Golden Knights did and maybe dismiss it because of the competition through at least two of those games but the fact of the matter is they they had a lot of distractions they had a, every reason to have let down spots and it never happened they they were fantastic through the first week and I'm excited for the rest of them if nothing else it proves their focus mm -hmm. because you could it would have been easy to take one of those games for granted. Yeah. But they, from a four-line point of view, they were really good. Yeah. Uh, they have different people in the lineup. Ron Bierg up. Uh, we have uh, Howden uh, out of the lineup. You have, uh, on the defensive side of it, three of your starting six yeah. weren't able to play in, in the back half of, of the opening week. And you were still controlling games and being in a really good spot uh, and and not just surviving but thriving Braden Pahal scoring his yeah. first National Hockey League goal uh, is, is a big part of it Ron Bierk, uh, being on the ice setting up Nick Waugh for a great goal in San Jose and then uh, late in the game uh, preserving that victory by adding on to the score so I it's it's the easiest game rating vote of, of all time it's i feel i feel bad for the other uh possibilities uh from the uh, from the gin and the, the the whiskey and uh going to the fireball there's no chance of any of that yeah. it, it was it was dom pop the cork and and have a party and and let's celebrate and and make a toast to arguably the, uh, the best start to franchise history they've been four and oh before mm -hmm. a couple of years ago but given what they were dealing with this year, uh, and that was in a COVID time too, so mm -hmm. there was challenges then too. But given what they were dealing with from a distraction point of view, that that was really good.
it's as solid a start as you could ask for. And and you 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 hit on one spot for me. It's it's where their focus is. It's what they're striving to do, and 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 the buy-in is important. And you know, I I love the way the Golden Knights have started off this campaign. Now it's all about just kind of maintaining that and and riding this wave. And banking as many points as you can. Catch their breath uh, over the course of the weekend. Uh, it was an off day on Sunday. Uh, practice was uh, brisk today. As we heard from William Carlson, uh, a very lively workout at City National Arena. And after that scrape, uh, the head coach, Bruce Cassidy, uh, met with the media to talk about, other, among things, uh, Alex Petrangelo and his status, uh, Brett Howden coming off the uh, two-game suspension, uh, what happens to uh, players uh, called up as they look forward to Dallas, Winnipeg, and Chicago. Here's Bruce Cassidy. We'll get to Bruce in a second. Told you there's gremlins in in the room today. You had a sense. You had a feeling. It it just started out that way, didn't it? Yeah, to did, a degree. Did we have any numbers on the board? We had a couple, I think, last week. All like right. I'm I'm giving I'm giving a couple of numbers last week, but not quite Days sure about a situation. Yeah, maybe two in a row. Yeah, I can yeah. confirm that there's nothing here on my end that's wrong. Like I I know what I'm doing when it comes to this. And Do you want to try it again? I'll, I'll try playing again, but okay. Let's let's just just roll it, and I'll I'll keep talking. And if Bruce interrupts me, Bruce interrupts me. It's not muted on the no on the. Have you unplugged it and plugged it back in? <laughs> Can we restart the computer? Have you thought about throwing something? Because I find that always the more, makes me feel better. The more time between him answering you, well, the more likely he's going to throw here, something. Here's the – there's no sound going from the computer into the into the board. So right. Is – no, like, we figured that no, out. Well, no, nothing's even registering. So it looks like maybe something might be unplugged somewhere. <laughs> I, I, I don't know because there, there, if there's no sound going, even playing on the computer, it's not muted. <laughs> Oh, I, I wish people could see this. Like this, this is the wonderful part of this program. Is is we are not too cool for school. We will take you right into every single ounce of our technology uh, and the different challenges that that we do face. So Wallace is on the backside of of the audio board, and he's leaned over looking at the computer screen. Chapman appears to be doing nothing, and they are trying to communicate with each other. There's nothing better than the two of you doing this, much like the TV last week. Yep. Now, did you come to any type of well, I verified, summarization? Well, I verified that the, uh, the video is not muted, so there we go. Okay. That's, that's all I've got. So do you want to try it again? I'm playing it's, it. It's not, it's it's playing. not sending right audio to the board. Now, did you test this at all that there was audio on the video? When? Today? Yeah. No, I mean, I. Okay. it should be assumed that I it's going I to work. You know what happens when you assume? <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. We, we, okay. we already said just, it once. Oh, I just oh wonder uh, if, if we've ever just tested that there was stuff going on. 
All right, so uh, Alex Petrangelo. It must be one of the settings, by the way. I'm, I'm just looking you at something. You think so? Yeah, because <laughs> I don't know what live wire out properties are, but why that's an option for me. I like the part where he said, there's no audio play. I I can't attest that the video does emit sound. It does? I'm pulling, I pulled it up on my phone. Okay. It's, it's you, emitting sound. <laughs> Uh, Alex Petrangelo, uh, let's let's update people. Uh, yeah. Alex Petrangelo worked out today. Did not skate. Yeah. Worked out today. That is great news. Yes. Doubtful to play tomorrow night from right. the sounds of it. Uh, right. Do not expect, uh, and I'm paraphrasing for, for Bruce Cassidy, so that puts them in a situation and uh, with no imminent returns of Zach Whitecloud or uh, Alec Martinez, right. you, you'll see the same defensive pairings tomorrow night for Dallas mm -hmm. as we watched for the game against the Anaheim Ducks. Yeah, that's the expectation going into tomorrow is that they, they will be without Alex Petrangelo again. Jonas Rombjerg has been reassigned to the Henderson Silver Knights mm -hmm. because Brett Howden has completed his two-game suspension. Yep. So Rombjerg comes up. Uh, he goes uh, uh, does a good job for a couple of games. And scores a goal and uh, has has a couple of points. Yeah, great. I I think next time he comes up, we might be looking at a breakthrough on Rombier. Sure, uh, I'm with with, you. with with some confidence. And some guys just it takes more time. And he's played forty five games in the National Hockey League. That was was some of the best hockey I've seen and more most confident mm -hmm. that I've seen Rombier. Uh, so I'm looking forward to him coming back. I think I think he did a great job showing the coaching staff and the organization that he's ready to be in that mix uh, of, of wingers uh, being recalled. So Ron Beer goes back. Howden will return to his spot yep. with Stone and Stevenson mm -hmm. on, on that line, which means Paul Cotter slides over to the left side, presumably, mm -hmm. uh, with William Carlson and Michael Amadio. Correct? Yeah, that's correct. Then we have uh, the the, uh, the other situation uh, when we're, when we're talking about different players uh, in and out of the lineup mm -hmm. that uh, that affects William Carey. Yeah, uh, he skated in a red non-contact sweater today, mm -hmm. but skated on a line with Nikwa and Keegan Colasar. Yeah. While he was in a non-contact sweater today, <laughs> leads to the possibility if he's taking line rushes yeah. with his regular mates that we could see William Carrier jump back in the lineup tomorrow. Yeah, and, and Bruce, uh, at least today, kind of indicated that Carrier would be a game-time decision yeah. tomorrow. So we'll likely get more information at morning skate. But uh, this was a good step uh, for Will Carrier and the fact that he was skating alongside uh, Nick Waugh and Keegan Colasar. Uh, it, it should give you some hope that you get him back into the fold. And, you know, I, I think that that's kind of best case scenario for the Golden Knights is that you get at least, you know, you're getting Brett Howden back in the lineup, but if you can get Will Carrier back in the lineup, that's huge. A lot of moving parts. Yeah. For just the entering the second week of the season, mm -hmm. isn't there? For, for a it, team that has so much depth and was really healthy come, mm -hmm. uh, Carlson didn't play a lot in the preseason, but, uh, but he was able to start. There's a, uh, Halfway through training camp, there wasn't a lot of mystery about where this team was going to be uh, on the first week, and it turned out to be anything but. Yeah, it's it's been a revolving door, which is um, not really anything new. I think over the last two seasons, like you've seen it, 
Um, but I, I think for the Golden Knights, like you, you know, you just kind of had that conversation about Jonas Ronbjerg. And the the fact of the matter is, like the Golden Knights are well equipped in these moments where they have to rely on that organizational depth because of the amount of NHL games that some of those players have had over the last couple of years and the confidence that they built off of that. So, um, you know, I, again, you, you want Brett Howden back in the lineup. You want Will Carrier back in the lineup. But if Carrier is unable to go, you have trust that Pavel Dorfiev can slot into that role or, or you can move some things around to get the, the right balance that you're looking for. But you have you have options there, and that's really the, kind of been the bread and butter for the Golden Knights. Remind you of the conversation we had towards the end of camp. Mm-hmm. And we had the lines pegged. Sure. This yeah. is where everybody slots in. Mm-hmm. You've got your starting 6D. That was a constant in the Stanley Cup playoffs yep. outside of a couple of games, yep. two games. You've got your, your goaltenders that are both coming back. No mystery as to who is making the team there. Yeah. And then we went down a path that how many times does it actually occur where you have your 12 forwards, your six defensemen, and your two goaltenders available. Mm-hmm. And I, like I was in around 20 games. I can't remember where what number you were at. But we're going to get through week two without it even being close yeah. uh, to that. <laughs> and, and it just, I think it's a reminder how fluid lineups are sure. in, in, in the National Hockey League. And may, I might be way over mm-hmm. with 20. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's an interesting discussion. Um, it shows you how much depth, yeah, like they they they've gone nine deep. Yeah, on their blue line already. Right, exactly. And you know, again, that's that's kind of the the beauty of what's been built here within this organization is that you've you've got Braden Pahal and Ben Hutton stepping into a situation where you know the Golden Knights are getting solid minutes out of them and they're winning hockey games and they're not giving up much of anything. Right, like that's the aspect of it. We we just kind of talked about it since the 10 minute mark of the first period against Seattle, the golden Knights have not been giving up very many chances. Um, And it's, it's a rare situation where you're down your top pair in Alec Martinez and Alex Petrangelo, and you're still not breaking down defensively in the ways that, you know, some other teams might if they had their top pair out. So um, it it speaks again to the organizational depth. I, I think that, you know, in and around 20 games makes sense. Like you're going to get at some point, a stretch, hopefully, where you've got everybody in the lineup. But but there's teams that won't even get to two. It's, that's true. You're, you're not wrong. And, you know, I just I think that you we were probably hitting hitting on what we saw in the playoffs, right? Like, mm. they went through 22 games largely healthy. And that recency bias probably creeps in here. But over the course of 82 games, who knows? Who knows if we're going to get to 20 games? That's, that's the reality of it. And you've got to be equipped – as an organization, to be able to put players into spots, have them succeed, you have to have cap flexibility to be able to recall those players, and the Golden Knights have all that. We will pop a cork to celebrate the first time that it does happen. Mm -hmm. But what you're seeing now, when do you think the first game with everybody available and playing, I'm talking your starting six defensemen, and players may work their way into a different line combinations but the players that we had mm-hmm. on that starting 12 up, up front and the two goaltenders when when do you foresee that actually 
transitioning into reality? At this point, I'll say conservatively. Yeah. December. Yeah. You may not be wrong on that, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's possible. I don't. I don't know. Uh, the the white cloud uh, had surgery. Yeah. Uh, that situation, so that he's not going to be out till December. But yeah, the longer he's out, and the possibility that somebody gets banged up mm-hmm. in between, yeah. like what we've seen yep. with Petrangelo and the flukiness of that situation, where a puck goes off a stick and, and hits him in the side of the head, and he misses a couple of games, and Alec Martinez dealing with an uh, upper body injury, and just the a suspension like that that can throw things up D- december may not be uh out of the realm of i, I don't think it's a crazy prediction sure. at all it's f- way longer than in the middle of camp we thought it would be <laughs> yeah but if it gets to december and gets that way 20 is uh it's gonna be tough reach. Yeah, it's is, be is a big reach. Uh, that's the uh, the best way that we can paraphrase what happened today uh, <laughs> with Bruce Cassidy's availability. Yep. That, that's how entertaining Bruce is. Uh, it's hard to do him justice uh, the way he uh, he exhibits a, uh, the interactions with the media. We'll come back with one-timers, news and notes from around the National Hockey League, but let's give away some tickets right now. 702-876-1340. These are tickets to see the Chicago Blackhawks face the Golden Knights. Your opportunity to watch first overall pick Connor Bedard. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you about his first week in the National Hockey League in a little bit. But this would be next to opening night in the banner raising ceremony. This is one of those ones that you've got circled that you want to be at the fortress for. Yeah. Uh, caller number? I was going to go 98, but I'll go the amount of points Connor mm. Bedard has in his career. Three. Third caller right now, 702-876-1340, the first of two sets of tickets to give away on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Carlson left corner, centered, one-timer, score! It's time for one-timers. One-timers. A quick look at news and notes from around the National Hockey League. Brought to you by Paul Law. It's not about the injury, it's about the recovery. Here's my beat. Stevie over at the NHL, uh, he does the schedule. Steve Hetropetros, uh, we, we have a great relationship. We've talked several times. We're, we're on the same page, except for tonight. Uh, <laughs> how many games tonight? Five? Five. Five. Yep. All East Coast games or mm-hmm. Eastern time zone games. Yep. And all 7 o'clock starts in the East. 4 yep. o'clock starts here. Yep. All five. Yep. Like, we can't mix a couple of 730s in there. I- just to have a stagger? Yep. Just a, a little bit? That That's my beef tonight. It, it, beyond just allowing us more hockey, mm-hmm. that, that's what I would love. Yeah, right I, and it's also it's weird that it, they would all be in, in the East time zone. Everything in the Eastern time zone, everything starts at 7 o'clock local in terms of, of Eastern time. Uh, 4 o'clock here, so by the time... We're off the air. There's just about a period of hockey left tonight. Yeah, that, that's it's wrong. Horrendous. No, I'll go back and I'll rewatch a couple of games. Sure. I, I like the the live factor. It, to well, it. I, I just I, I'm with you in that. Like, start a game or two at 4:30, right? Like, so at least then when when there's an intermission report. Not that I'd ever miss an intermission report for you, mm. except for every intermission report with you because I'm doing my own intermission report. Yeah. The, the, the fact of the matter is, like. I want to be able to, to, to bounce around from game to game, and you don't get to do that when every game starts at the same time. Exact same time. 
we have uh, some injury news to tell you about. Seattle Kraken forward Brandon Tanev. Mm-hmm. He was the player that was hit by Brett Howden. Yep. Now, Brett was suspended for contact to the head. Yes. Brandon Tanev went down awkwardly on that play, and the injury is a lower body injury. If you saw it, you know uh, ankle, knee kind of thing. You got yeah. it uh, trapped underneath him. Uh, that's why he's going to miss four to six weeks. And he will he's a big part of their fourth line energy mm-hmm. and uh, bringing you uh, that type of energy. Uh, just a challenge for other teams. He's he's really fast. If you're wondering about, because tomorrow night is going to be an interesting development at T-Mobile Arena. Hmm. There's taking a number, right? And there's answering to what happened. You watch Keegan Colasar in the last two games stand up for his teammates who have mm-hmm. taken high hits. Yep. When you think about that, you go back to the Stanley Cup playoffs last year and Jamie Benn mm-hmm with the ugly situation on Mark Stone, which yep. caused the Dallas captain to be to be suspended. Mm-hmm. is Does Jamie Benn have to answer that tomorrow night? I don't know. The, that's the taking the number instead of uh, getting involved in it during the Western Conference final. Mm-hmm. That, that would be where it would fit in tomorrow night that Jamie Benn would have to answer that. I don't know who does it, uh, but, but that would be the, the hockey code so to speak. The next time that Seattle and Vegas play, if you believe in the hockey code Mm -hmm. and Brett Howden having to deal with hitting Brandon Tano, Mm -hmm. is the Winter Classic. Right. That would be a a stage, wouldn't it? It it would be. Um, I would would be inclined to believe that you're going to hold off on that game, right? Like, if you're and, and let's just say for the sake of argument, Brandon Tanev's back in that spot. Like, I think he's going to want to enjoy the outdoor game. Now, you get, you get into no, the game. I, I don't think it would be Tanev that would do it. No? No. So, that's fine. But I still think anybody, anyone that's going to answer just the Just like it there, wouldn't be Stone on Jamie Benn tomorrow night. That, that, Stone that, might do it. That's, that's not happening. He might want to do it. He might, um, yes. He might want to do it. Listen, here's here's the thing. I don't I don't know that there's much else that the Golden Knights need to do in terms of making Jamie Benn answer the bell than what they were able to accomplish in the Western Conference Final. Like not, That's not part of the code, man. I, I don't care if it's part of the code. Like You won the series, you won the cup, and the, the Dallas Stars were 0-4 in every game that Jamie, Jamie Benn was a part of. Yeah, like That's unbelievable. The only two games that Dallas won were games in which Jamie Benn was not in the lineup. So like I would just chirp them on that all night long. I don't know that you got to like drop the gloves or or, or make a man to the bell, you won the series. You won the cup. You won. I wouldn't want to fight Jamie Benn. Uh, no, he's, yeah. a, he's a big bruiser. No. Like a, he's a tough guy. But he is strong. Yeah. He's at the at the barn with the cowboy hat on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Jamie Benn can uh, can do that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to do that. Um, just slide over to Kirby Dock is out with a significant injury for mm-hmm. the Montreal Canadiens. They're still dialing it in, but he took a hit from uh, Jared Tenorti mm-hmm. uh, the other night, and it doesn't sound good for Kirby Doc. Not great no. um, for Kirby Doc, and, and you know you kind of see some of the preliminary idea, ideas of what it could be. Um, just what are you hearing? 
MCL and ACL. Yeah. yeah. So with with like that both. Yeah, both of them. So with that out there, like you're just hopeful that that the player is able to come back and, and be what he was. You have a game that's getting a little bit uh, uh, advanced <laughs> beyond the the actual game of hockey tonight. Uh -huh. Austin Matthews against Connor Bedard. Yeah. This is this is a marquee game, and it's turned into. Austin Matthews and Connor Bedard watching Corey Perry and Ryan Reeves. Well, it, it also just turned into the Tyler Bertuzzi um, high hit on Ryan yeah. Donato show. But yeah. all that being said, but, um, but two, two of the most exciting players yeah. in, in, in the Ooh. league right now. Yeah. And and it's turned into an, a, a nasty game. Yeah. So it all started um, with with a hit from Noah Gregor on uh, Nikita Zaitsev uh, that started some of the melees, and it really led to a situation where uh, Corey Perry, Ryan Reeves were jawing at each other. They've got history. On the bench. Oh, yeah. This yeah. goes back. And so earlier on here in the second period, Ryan Reeves was was on top of Corey Perry wrestling, a little bit of, of uh, you know, play fighting, I would, I would call it. Corey Perry ends up on the ground. But score update, score yeah. update, score update. Corey Perry on, on a breakaway. breakaway puts the Chicago Blackhawks up two to one on the Toronto Maple Leafs. And Corey Perry's a Southern Ontario guy. Yeah. So he's he's loving this. Oh yes. And as he scored and skated away, he pointed straight to the the stands. Yeah. I don't know who he was pointing at, <laughs> but it, it was matter. a direct uh, point. I, I love my worm. Yeah. Uh, Corey Perry's nickname, one of the best nicknames in the National Hockey League. We like Pickles mm -hmm. is right up there. Yeah. Worm Worm is right uh, right beside him, with uh, with one of the great beautiful organic organic <laughs> yes. names can, uh, with Corey Perry can I just say I love Corey Perry that me too un, unreal so fun and, and Corey Perry's a star yeah like yeah Hart Trophy winner yes Rocket Richard winner yes and he but he's always been able to play that nasty mm -hmm. get under your skin you want to just chase him around to get him yeah and uh it's it, it's wonderful he, he can do everything and him being able to mentor Connor Bedard mm -hmm. uh, is is a is a pretty cool uh, situation. We have the uh, three stars of the week: Austin Matthews, Les mm. Patterson, and Evgeny Malkin are your three stars of the week. I mean, if you score back-to-back -back hat tricks to start the year, I think you, you deserve to be on that list. Beautiful stuff. Back-to-back -back hat tricks. Yeah, this is the guy that scored four goals in his first game ever. Yep, and he just one-upped himself with a better start to a season yeah. with Austin Matthews. Yeah, it's it's always funny when, like, you're talking about a player, the caliber of Austin Matthews, and you look at his season last year, a 40-goal campaign, and it is a down year for yeah, him. Yeah, he was never healthy last year. Yeah, and still put up 40 goals. So early returns, it looks like Austin Matthews is back to normal. It looks like he is healthy and ready to go, and – you know, having said all that, I, I think that you're you're going to look at this as a the first two games as, as kind of an omen of what's to come for Austin Matthews this year. Connor Bedard's putting on a show right now on a power play opportunity for the Chicago Blackhawks, and I, I don't know whether he knows where he is right now because of the incredible uh, ascent to the National Hockey League <laughs> and exposure from his first week and a half. This this is Connor Bedard, his first game against Sidney Crosby mm -hmm. and the Pittsburgh Penguins on ESPN. His second game is the next night 
up against the Boston Bruins, televised nationally on TNT. Mm -hmm. His third game is on Hockey Night in Canada mm -hmm. against the Montreal Canadiens. His fourth game is tonight. It's nationally televised in Canada on Rogers mm -hmm. in Toronto yep. against the Maple Leafs. Then he's got, uh, I can't remember who the next, oh, Colorado yep. is game five. Yep. And game six is against the Stanley Cup champion, Vegas yeah. Golden Knights. Yeah. So game five and six, mm -hmm. once you run that gauntlet, and game five is on ESPN, mm -hmm. nationally televised uh, here. They're against back-to-back -back the, the last two Stanley Cup champions. Yeah. That's a heck of a curtain raiser to a National Hockey League career. Exhausting. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about the first five on the road, right? Like, you finally get home. If you're Connor Bedard, you finally get to play a game inside the United Center in Chicago, and you've got the defending Stanley Cup yeah. champion, Vegas Golden Knights, to, to open that one up. So Yeah, you're it, right. He hasn't played a home game yet. No, he hasn't. He hasn't. And, and it's going to be the home opener against the Colorado Avalanche. So, like, it, it's going to be interesting um, to see the, the next week for Connor Bedard. I can't wait to, you know, watch him against the Vegas Golden Knights. I, I try to consume as much Bedard as, as possible right now. Um, but he's he's lived up. He's He's been good in, in every game that I've seen him play. Uh, Out-of-town scoreboard. Let's uh, let's run through that because we can do it right now with <laughs> the, all these games that, uh, that are 4 o'clock Pacific starts. And Toronto... Trails to the Chicago Blackhawks 3-1 as they play uh, late in the second period yeah. uh, right now. What else you got? Uh, we got Detroit up 4-0 on the Columbus Blue Jackets at the end of the second period. 4-0 Detroit. Yeah. yeah. Florida Panthers up 3-0 on the New Jersey Devils at the end of the second period. That Panthers haven't won yet. Yeah, so the, that would be their first win in three starts. And the Devils have had shaky moments early on in the season, so not great there. Uh, Arizona and the Arizona Coyotes and the New York Rangers tied at one late in the second period. Rangers haven't looked great. They haven't. Arizona's been fun. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll give I'll give them fun. I, I, I love the fact that they're fun. Like, uh, I, I'm all in on Logan Cooley for sure. Uh, Calgary. Washington knotted up at two with about two minutes left in the second period. Isn't it crazy that we're into the second week of the season, right at the start of it, mm -hmm. and you have like, Arizona's out east. Yeah. The Calgary Flames are out east Yeah, to, to start uh, trips. Um, we got a couple of teams that are doing western swings. Uh, Carolina. Right now, Carolina. Yep. Uh, they were in San Jose the other night. It's uh, the... the, the <laughs> That's a different way to I get some players and coaches like it because you get to do a little bonding and mm -hmm. get away and, and really lock things together. It's not a bad time to to have that trip, but it does put pressure on you to produce a couple of games. You, you can't go through and, and drop uh, four out of five or no. else you're really in trouble. But the Flames and Capitals, 2-2. Two, two. Uh, every game that the Capitals play, you're wondering, does Alexander Ovechkin score? Mm-hmm. He has not scored hmm. uh, in this one, but the uh, the Calgary Flames uh, have been good, okay, right, right in there, yeah. good to okay. Uh, they're still hoping to sign Elias Lindholm yeah. to a contract extension. Yeah. They're not close right now, mm. but both sides are still hopeful. Lindholm's open to uh, to that possibility. 
uh, which is which is great to hear. I love players resigning uh, with 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 their team, especially in in good hockey markets. And I think that's better for for the National Hockey League. Uh, those are uh, your updates. Uh, let's give away the second set of tickets for the game between the Blackhawks and the Vegas Golden Knights on Nevada Day. Remember, it's a three o'clock start that day. Okay. Uh, the next Friday, not mm -hmm. this Friday, next Friday. Uh, so in a, in a week and a half. And uh, we invite you to call right now, 702-876-1340. Lines have already lit up. So let's, let's go a little deeper in the numerals. All right, we'll go caller number 16. Ooh, nice. Trying to think of caller uh, 16s for the Chicago Blackhawks. Eddie Olchek? Hmm? Dirk Graham, I think, was, was 16. I'll double-check that. Uh, it's when we come back, uh, we'll let you know who the winner is, and we'll catch up with Chapman on Fox Sports Las Vegas. When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman. How you doing over there? Uh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Really? Yes. Yeah. Because you've had a lot going on today. Yeah, well, you know, it was an interesting day to say the least. But, uh, yeah, I'm doing good. You bounce back well. I try. Listen, <laughs> life's too short to let things drag you down. Like, I'm going to – and it drives – Most people will be dragged down with this today. Yeah, you, well – You just float on top. My, my mother says to me sometimes, like, she gets so frustrated because – I generally don't keep things. I don't hold on to things like this very long. Yeah. And like, she's just the opposite. Like she will just, if something bad happens in the morning, she's still angry and upset about it by like dinner time. And I'm like, Oh, I'm, I'm so much like your mom. Yeah. See, I, I, and she says to me, she's like, you're so much like my, my father. So I'm, I guess like my grandfather and who, who unfortunately I didn't really get to spend a lot of time with when I was younger, but you know, she says he used to just let things roll right off his back. And it's like, look, yeah, I, I get upset in the moment. But once the moment's over, I, I just don't feel a real need to hold on to it. It'd be bitter and angry. Although I will say this. There was a time when I held a, a pretty big grudge against someone. And I was Ooh. wrong. Uh, former co-host of mine, uh, he was at, believe it or not, when the Phantom of the Opera was at the Venetian, he was the guy who played the Phantom. And Plus, I held, I held co-hosted radio with. Yes, him? yes, it was really cool. And he was the Phantom and your co-host. Yes, although I guess I was technically his co-host, but I, I wrongly felt that he got me eighty-sixth from the job, and Ooh, I, that's not good. Yeah, and I, I held on to that grudge for a long, long time, and mm, someone that's who, okay. If, if if you believe that, that's okay to hold on to. Yeah, and the funny thing is, I bumped into him uh, a couple years ago. He you was still in town. Punch him. No, no. He actually Did you whack him in the knee like No, I would never do that. No. I'm not a I'm not a not like that. To give him spicy food so he couldn't sing? That would have been did you know, that would have been good. Did you give him a noogie? No. But <laughs> when when I bumped into him, he he was in the booth old. behind me and he heard me talking to my my now ex-wife and my son mm. and he popped up. He goes, "Chris Chapman." And I'm like, "Yeah, hey." And it was him. And I'm like, Tony, what's going on? And I'm like, oh, it's the Phantom and, of the Opera. Yeah, and and we, we did he have his mask on? No, no. Sing for me. And Christine. he he explained to me his side of things. Oh, and, did you and, call him out at that time? No, no, no. Well, how I, do you know? How do you no, know? To, to, he, because to the conversation kind of divulged into what happened with the show, and he ended up leaving you the show because jerk. of personal reasons. Huh. And so he 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 ex when he explained to me what happened to him, I knew it wasn't his fault. And I let it go. 
Just like that. Just like that. It was done. Did, did he get you? Did he get you tickets to see the Phantom of the Opera? I never asked him. Believe it or not. Oh my goodness. Listen, I, I missed opportunity. Well, yeah. like, I, even if you don't want to go, well, just the get problem them to was send a gift to somebody else. The problem like was I, I was and Joe. I was with my then ex-wife, so I I really didn't need to impress her at that point. Yeah. So um, we're we're wait wait always, hold on hold on hold on what? Yeah that 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 didn't come out right. What what, what do you mean? That didn't come out right. There's not a day that goes by I'm not trying to impress Mrs. Yeah. Wallace. Yeah, yeah, but there's a reason. There's also a reason why you are married to Mrs. Wallace, and I am no so longer married up. to you, the you former Mrs. There. Chapman. Yeah. yeah, sounds like you gave up. Well, we that's another story for another time. But yeah, oh, I was no longer trying to impress my wife, so I didn't bother <laughs> trying. Now she now, probably would have loved Fan- Phantom of the Opera tickets, but eh. Now, now see deal. now now. Junko, on the did other you, hand, you, I, I'm still trying to impress her. Did you tell your ex, that guy's the Phantom of the Opera? She Wouldn't knew. She cool? knew. No, she knew. No, she knew who he was. The guy won a Tony Award. I used to do a show with a guy who won a Tony Award. And you didn't ask for tickets to see him do his thing. I didn't feel like at that moment. I mean, I could have asked him at any time we were doing the show. Yeah. But I just, I'm not that guy. You were totally that guy. No. No, I'm, I'm not that guy. I don't. I generally what, what, will not. What, what do you mean by I'm not that guy? I generally will not ask someone to do me a solid. If they volunteer, it's one you thing. You asked me to wash your car on Saturday. Yeah, but you 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 still owe me from proving that I like, would have been competitive with someone in the Olympics in the 400. So, well, right the, now you're you're competitive in that because you're running <laughs> backwards <laughs> really fast after saying. I wasn't trying to impress. Well, like my I wife said, listen, all. she she doesn't care. She's moved on. I'm remarried. It doesn't matter. Well, I just I hope things go better for Joe and Stephanie. I do too. So Stephanie has put it out there. Yep. If Joe, you you told us that you're looking for a hockey gal. Yep. To go through this uh, journey in in hockey with with the Vegas Golden Knights, and Stephanie said she'd love to meet you. She's looking for a hockey guy. If we can make this happen or yep. be a helpful in any way, we are right there. Maybe we set them up on a get-to-know-you night mm-hmm. at T-Mobile Arena. Wouldn't that be fun? Go see the Golden Knights play. I think we can figure something and out. Joe, what do you think, Chapman? Joe, Joe yeah. we have Stephanie's contact information. All right? So if you're interested, we can make it happen. We can facilitate a lot of things. We can't get some audio on the air, mm-hmm. but we can set up. Hey, that is so much better than our audio not working. The love What connection. was that kind of explosion that you just gave? I have no idea. <laughs> we'll talk to you tomorrow from T-Mobile.